This is Patrick McCoy, art collector from Chicago, uh, co-founder of Diasporithms, and this is brought to you by Studio Noise. Yes, it's the noise, the noise, the noise. If you like me, you painting, <laughs> you making mounts, you making frames, you doing all that good stuff, making that art. That's the sign of creation. That's what we love right here on Studio Noise Podcast. Today we're talking about writing. It's your boy, Jay Barber, here with you again. I'm still in thesis mode. This thing winding down, though. But instead of leaving y'all out here unexpired while I'm, you know, in the basement getting it done, I decided why not pick up the mic, give you some thoughts on some things. Try to keep you inspired, you know, try to keep myself inspired, too, man. I need it, yo. Gotta gotta make it through this last haul. You know, you kind of see that light at the end of the tunnel. And I, you know what I'm saying? It might be a train. <laughs> or maybe not, yo. Maybe we can get this thing done. For me, by far... The hardest part about this whole thesis process has been the writing. Uh, I'm not a great writer. I just see I just don't see myself as a great writer. I don't feel like a great writer. You know, every time you sit down, uh, you hit that new document, <laughs> that new document right there at the top. You know what I'm saying? Get you a nice, clean, crisp, blank screen with just that blinky cursor on it. Like, I don't know, yo, I, I just freeze up. I never feel like it's there for me. I never feel like, yo, this is this is how I'm going to express myself. I don't feel like I I can put my words together the right way to explain myself, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm I'm sure a lot of people out there think the same way. Writing is a skill, you know, it's something you got to work on. And I don't work on it. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm more like a visual learner type of dude. And so I like writing and I can appreciate writing and I know good writing when I see it. And I know when I when I put my little words together, it don't feel the same. It don't sound the same. Uh, I don't feel like I'm saying what I want to say in the right way. I have no problem talking about my work. Right. Anybody that's ever been in one of my artist talks or uh, one of these Zoom sessions I've been doing with a lot of people. But I never really have a problem like saying stuff uh, about my artwork, expressing my ideas like I know what I want to say. And kind of, I guess it's a conversational thing. Where when you're interacting with somebody in writing, you don't get the visual response. Right. So you don't know where you are or if if you make <laughs> or for me, if you make any sense, why are you doing it? And it's also this idea of kind of a permanence to it. Right. Like these are the words that will be together and with your name on it forever and ever. It's kind of like when you go out and you see like. <laughs> If you ever did something and you had like people take your bio from your website and say it back to you, like when they say it back to me, it's like, damn, who wrote that? Like, God, <laughs> I could do but I got to do better than that. I don't know. I, it's just like, I guess I'm just traumatized. Like when back in the day, uh, when you turn your papers in, you get the little thing back with the red marks on it. My grammar was terrible. And that's the honor. And that's probably not, <laughs> that's probably not a big deal. Like, you, you know, you can change grammar as I found out. 
like during this process. Hey, you know, all the grammar can be changed. All that stuff can be corrected. But I don't know. I just I just always took it more personally than I'm supposed to, if that makes sense. It made me feel like like I'm stupid. Like, <laughs> why can't you write a paper without grammatical errors? Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, that's not how you're supposed to feel, but that's how I feel when I do it. So I think that makes the writing process hard for me. And inside of that, it's also a little bit of overcompensation, right? I've, I've tried so hard to write, to write perfectly that when it's not perfect, it's like, damn, I just, I just gave everything I had and I still can't get it right. This is like unbelievable. Like, how can I possibly get this thing done? And so the requirements for Georgia State to graduate, I think it was 20 pages. Uh, I'm way past, <laughs> way past 20 pages. I'm around, around about uh, my last draft was like 45 pages, I think, which is a lot. Probably the longest thing I've ever wrote <laughs> in my entire life. So in doing this paper, I had to, you know, try some different things. One of the big reasons I went to grad school in the first place was to get a hold of this writing, this researching, these academic papers. Like, I think that's super important. If you ever look at a lot of the people that we look up to that's in the museums, that's uh, like doing the things, they have their own writings that go along with it. Like Carrie James Marshall, like his writings, you know what I'm saying? Like Kara Walker, like people like that. They have all these writings associated with what they do. And if not by them, then by other people, right? You got your David Driscoll's and your Samella Lewis's like telling the story of black artists uh, in a, in a, in a robust way, you know, like it has the research and the little details and a little touch of life and all that kind of different stuff. I love, like, I love good writing. And in grad school, I've been exposed to a lot of stuff that I didn't know about, like just in terms of art journals and, and essays and all these different books on all these different subjects. Uh, you know, a lot of people doing a lot of work out there. So if you're ever looking for a good job, <laughs> a good job in the arts, man, write you some stuff up. Like people always need that language, the language to go along with what you do. So it ain't all doom and gloom like this process has uh, worked to my benefit. So I give you three things that have helped me out a whole lot. Um, the first thing came from my fellow grads, Diane Hiscox, Melissa Wong. What's up with you? Uh, my girls, uh, we have been bonded in this whole three year struggle together. So they've seen me uh, do a lot of work. We took a lot of classes together. And so they they always said that since I do talk so well about my work, why don't I record myself talking and then kind of use that? So I so I gave it a shot. I went into the basement, whipped out my phone, uh, the little voice memo app, uh, opened it up and just proceeded to talk while I was working. So it's about <laughs> it ended up being like an hour and a half of just me rambling, going back and forth, saying stuff, trying to express myself, trying to put in words what I was doing, like at the time while I was doing it. I think that was helpful too, like looking at the work while I was, while I was putting it together. So I think it gave it a certain feel. So when I took that voice memo and had it and got it transcribed and looked at it, now I could see the language that I was using, that I wanted to use, what I was trying to say. It's something about just the free association of talking is easier for me to put my ideas together than that definitive nature of writing and the insecurity that's involved with that part. All the content was right there. I got to see 
the points I was trying to make, right? They were jumbled. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a linear thing. I didn't like say it like completely out. Like it was jumbled, but it had the essence of what I was trying to say, right? All the points was there, all the points I was trying to make. And that became the sort of foundation of how I built the thesis up. Like I took the little points, rearranged them, put them together. It was helpful because it allowed me to see what I was trying to say, where I was going with it and what needed to be researched and sourced. And so that part of it, I was able to, you know, put some things together, find some different books, especially like if I mention an artist, I get to find like an Alma Thomas book, I found a Jacob Lawrence book. I'm using one of our guests, studio fam, Christina Cleveland on the show and her book, Christ Our Black Mother Speaks. So it's a lot of these other things that I was bringing in that I got to see. And so that was the greatest tip, <laughs> the greatest tip ever. And that ended up giving me a lot of the bulk of my paper. I think when you read it, it sounds like I'm talking much more to me, much more conversational than academic. And I like that. Like, I don't I don't know if I am could ever be the, the guy to write the academic, uh, you know, this is what art is kind of paper. That's not who I am. And so I think the second part of what I did that I had to do was get other people involved in it. I think getting other people involved was really important because it forced me to kind of get over myself, my own insecurities about my own writings that may or may not actually be any, have any truth to it at all. From what people tell me, I'm, I'm a fine writer. Like, it's okay. Like, it's like, it's not worse than anything else they've ever read before. And so they helped me out and, and kind of all those red marks and red lines and cross outs and like these simple mistakes that I used to punish myself for. Uh, I kind of let that, that whole thing go. And I got some great help from all the other grads in the class. We had a good uh, thesis writing class where we read each other's thesis and, and got to see where everybody was going. Got to see how they were structuring their different stuff to help you out. Definitely want to give a shout out to Netta, the GSU librarian, who is phenomenal. Yeah, she gave some great rewrites in addition to the paper. Uh, Deborah Grayson. What's up, Deborah? She gave me some great stuff, too. She read it uh, from a different perspective. See, you had to get a lot of different perspectives from it, too, because it's not just like when you go to the librarians in Georgia State. It's kind of like this academic um, filter that they're going through. Deborah kind of gave me that black filter, you know, since I'm talking about blackness in the journey. Uh, into how I'm representing it, you need that perspective that's grounded firmly in understanding the culture of what I'm trying to say. So that was great too. Uh, Shanoa Baker, she was great too. She helped me out with some provisions. What's up, girl? I think the last thing I did that was great was allow the writing to develop along with the art and not think of it as such a permanent thing that this is uh, how people are going to write and remember my work from now until the end of forever. Like, like that's clearly not the case. Like I wrote that first section probably way back in, in October. I think I did that. I moved from the paper to the writing and back and forth. And I think it developed in a nice way. My paper's going to be, it's going to be something. <laughs> I don't know how many of y'all are, are read it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll just listen to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'll just listen to the podcast. It'd be a better version of my paper, but It'll be online if y'all ever want to check it out. And that's how I've been dealing with writing, you know. And uh, what are y'all tips? Like, what do y'all do to get past y'all writing? Are y'all doing any writing? A lot of people don't, right? 
I mean, at Zoomcot, they do writing, but it's more of the narrative based on the work. This is a little bit different. We're talking about how you represent yourself if you have any of these academic concepts that you're using. So let me know. Y'all want to shoot your boy some more tips? Let me know. I'm about to finish up. I got a, probably another two rounds of edits to do to it. And then we up out of here, be turned in in April, into April, right around the time my show goes up. That's right. So you all get to see the Jay Barber experience. <laughs> the show is called Fullness and it'll be up at Mint Gallery, April 24th, 2021. Thesis show will be up out of here. So I hope y'all enjoy it. It's going to be pretty dope, yo. So can't wait to show it to you. It's the noise. Thank you for listening to the Studio Noise Podcast. I sure do appreciate you. So wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening, why don't you take a second, hit that subscribe button, write it, rate and write a review, get us pumped up in the charts, let everybody know about the noise. You can follow us over on IG at Studio Noise Podcast. And you can follow your boy, Jay Barber, at Jay Barber Studio on all your social medias. To all my artists out there, work on your insecurities. Like, jump into it with two feet. Go ahead and deal with it, yo. Don't let it just linger out there and hold you back. That's what you're doing anyway. When you go make that noise, put it out there and let people hear it. That's what I'm talking about, baby. It's Studio Noise Podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.